Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty in the First Bank Studio here in Hattiesburg this afternoon. Glad you're with us around the state, wherever you may be listening or online, of course. We're always glad to have you join us every day at 1 o'clock. Kelly Sander. We'll be joining me a little later in the program. Luke is out for the next few days, so uh, we will carry on, Kelly and I, and glad that you're a part of it. Opening segment of the show every day is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics, proud supporters of the Eagle Hour, and we're happy to say very good friends of ours. They're located right next to the mall here in Hattiesburg or in a community near you. They serve delicious food seven days a week uh, here in Hattiesburg through their drive through through take-home some now reduced in-house dining you can enjoy as well. All sorts of ways to enjoy Dickie's Barbecue, and we appreciate their support. Baseball coach Scott Berry will be joining me a little later in the show, but first we're going to go to Monroe, Louisiana. Corey Diaz is a sports reporter for the Monroe News Star. We appreciate, uh, Corey, you coming on the show. Yesterday, about the time this show went off the air on the network, uh, we got news that uh, the Conference USA Baseball Tournament's run uh, on the Mississippi Gulf Coast was officially over. And uh, next year, I'll have to say, to the surprise of, I think, a lot of people in Mississippi, next year uh, the tournament will be held at Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss the year after that, Rice the year after that. But the but the run, and we thought successful run on the coast is over. Uh, my question to you, Corey, to start with is when did you guys uh, – begin to realize that uh, this this thing may be moved and we may see a, a new format for Conference USA Baseball postseason? Well, I've had some, uh, you know, of course, you know, during this COVID-19 pandemic, obviously I've had more time to, uh, you know, spend some time with various uh, Louisiana Tech as well as Conference USA officials, you know, via the telephone the last couple of months. And uh, I had had some you know, some conversations with uh, Louisiana Tech Athletic Director Tommy McClelland, as well as a couple of, uh, you know, uh, sources of mine inside the uh, the conference office. Uh, probably about the last, I'd say about four weeks ago is probably when I first started hearing some rumblings about, uh, you know, the conference looking at another, uh, you know, avenue in which to hold their, their annual baseball tournament. And, uh, and after those first initial conversations, I started hearing some, uh, you know, some noise about potentially Louisiana Tech ultimately getting that bid uh, once it returned back to campus. Um, and and when you think about it, Bob, uh, you know, I think maybe a lot of your listeners may have been surprised, uh, you know, by the uh, you know the official news that came out yesterday, but. Uh, from the talks that I had had, uh, you know, obviously as recently as yesterday morning, but even maybe dating back to late last week, um, 
<clears throat> inside the uh, inside the conference, you know, amongst the athletic directors and and those uh, that are a part of the board of directors in Conference USA, uh, this was a no brainer decision. Because uh, I mean, if you think about it, uh, I mean, even as you and I are talking on the phone today, uh, Louisiana Tech does not have a home baseball stadium. They are still in the uh, early stages of construction uh, to rebuild the uh, you know the beloved Love Shack here for the for the Tech fans and. Um, and so if you think about it, you know, May, uh, May, April 2019, you know, an EF3 tornado comes through and, and hits a, a multitude of athletic facilities on Louisiana Tech's campus. It, it decimates the, uh, the baseball field as well as the softball and soccer complex. And, uh, from everything that I had been told leading up to, uh, the board of directors vote yesterday, uh, everybody, it, it was going to be a unanimous decision. I think everybody, um, Everybody wanted Louisiana Tech uh, to get the 2021 Conference USA Baseball Tournament. It was it was a no brainer decision for everyone. It's it's one of those feel good stories, you know, where you know as recently as seven months ago, you know, Tommy McClellan as well as a lot of other folks within the uh, athletic department at Louisiana Tech was was unsure if even by 2021 they would be able to have a baseball stadium and. And, uh, you know, amongst all the unknowns and uncertainties that they've dealt with uh, over the last 14 months, um, you know, to be able to finally see some progress on the ground for a new baseball stadium, and now you're getting to a point to where it's going to be ready uh, before the 2021 baseball season begins, and to be able to cap that off uh, with hosting the Conference USA Baseball Tournament at the end of next season, uh, I mean, it you know, you could you couldn't write a better uh, ending to this chapter uh, in Louisiana Tech athletic history. I think it's uh, it was a monumental day uh, for the athletic department at Tech, and um, you know, I think it's something that uh, you know Tommy as well as Lane Burroughs, the head baseball coach, and and his staff, and and those players on Louisiana Tech's baseball team. This is going to be uh, something that they'll celebrate probably leading up to uh, you know opening day next season. Yeah, Corey. Why do you think it? Why do you think it's taken so long for the state to rebuild the baseball field? Well, <laughs> it's uh, you know it was a complicated process because you know obviously you know their athletic facilities were you know insured, so they had to go through insurance companies to figure out you know exactly what amount of money was was going to be uh, you know given back to the university. Um, and then also you have to factor in, you know, uh, state appropriations and, and what the, you know, what the state, you know, because obviously it's a public institution, you know, what the, what the state of Louisiana was going to be able to throw into the pot in terms of money for, you know, for new athletic facilities. And, um, and then obviously, uh, you know, FEMA and, uh, you know, federal disaster relief factored into that as well. And, and, and I just know from my conversations with Tommy, um, you know, really ever since, uh, last summer, you know, it was just such a pain, painstaking process to figure out, okay, how much money are we getting from which agencies, and and so where does that leave us in terms of, uh, you know, what we want to try to accomplish uh, with our new athletic facilities, and and you know, just to use, um, you know, the, the baseball program as a as an example here, <clears throat> you know, the the old uh, the old Love Shack J C Love Field, uh, you know, was was fifty plus years old and. And it was not equipped to, uh, you know, to be a facility that, you know, the NCAA could utilize in terms of, um, you know, potentially hosting regionals because the seating capacity w- was not high enough. And, and, you know, in terms of other facilities, in terms of, you know, public restrooms and things of that nature, it didn't fit the requirements. And I think from the get-go, I think what Tommy and, 
and the uh, and the facilities operations director Adam McGirt. I think one of the things that they had on their mind from the from the jump was we want to be able to build a facility that will allow us to you know potentially host host NCAA regionals if we're fortunate enough to get there and and then but even even before that you know they wanted to have a facility that would be able to do this sort of thing to be able to host the uh, conference USA baseball tournament and so uh, you know once they figured out what their mark was um, in terms of what they were going to need to raise, you know, from a, from a philanthropy standpoint uh, within the university, um, they were able to, you know, sign off on all the things that they needed to do in order to accomplish these sorts of things. And, and I think once that, once that ball got rolling, uh, I think that really opened the door for, uh, for what transpired yesterday. And, and uh, you know, and I think it's, it's, you know, it's something that Louisiana Tech is, uh, you know, really going to be looking forward to, uh, you know, for the next coming months. And, you know, when you think about, you know, having, you know, your athletic facilities, uh, you know, decimated and destroyed by, you know, something that was out of your control, uh, to go from those sorts of bleak and dark days to, uh, you know, to seeing what's going to be on the other side of all this is, is really huge for the athletic department. Sure. All right, about a minute left, Corey. How, when the stadium is completed, how, how many uh, fans will it seat? Uh, what what will people see once the new uh, Love Shack is up and running? Yeah, you know, it's it, the the new baseball stadium uh, is, is going to be state-of-the-art. Um, you know, it's I think the old Love Shack had a seating capacity of somewhere, I think it was below 1,000. And I think the the new Love Shack is going to be is going to be over three thousand in terms of uh, you know seating capacity, but that's also not including uh, there's there are going to be several areas for uh, you know kind of you know what I like to call general admission seating you know along the along the third third and first base lines and uh, you know opportunities for fans to kind of get you know they kind of wanted to make the game more accessible to the fans and get them as close you know to the action as possible and, and to create sort of that you know one of those really awesome you know atmospheres that um you know that you see at the LSU's and the Mississippi States and the old misses and um you know it's going to be i know just from my experience of covering Louisiana Tech baseball for the last 3 years you know the i mean even the atmosphere at the old love shack was great but I just I have a feeling that the uh, the atmosphere uh, once they get the new baseball stadium uh, completed and ready to go, I think the um, I think the way that they've laid everything out at uh, the new baseball stadium is going to make for uh, one of the more unique and probably one of the more exciting uh, you know atmospheres and and conference USA baseball. All right, Corey, out of time unfortunately, but I thank you so much for your time and uh, appreciate the update. Appreciate you guys. I hope you guys are uh, staying safe, and I hope you guys take care. All right, same here. Corey Diaz from the Monroe News Star. Uh, news the Conference USA is moving its baseball tournament to Ruston. Can't help but wonder if it would have taken two years to rebuild Alex Box Stadium <laughs> had the LSU facility been damaged by a tornado. I'm guessing not. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back to the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Bob Getty with uh, this edition of the Eagle Hour. Our thanks to Corey Diaz from the Monroe News Star for joining us. 
in the first segment. Appreciate his input. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net, our friends down on Hardy Street with a great selection of Southern Miss apparel seven days a week, 365 days a year. They're back open. You can shop uh, firsthand, or if you prefer, you can still order your stuff online at uh, campusbookmark.net, have it delivered right to your front door. Coach Scott Berry, baseball coach Scott Berry, joins us now on the Eagle Hour to talk about the news that broke yesterday afternoon. Uh, Conference USA moving the postseason baseball tournament from the Mississippi Gulf Coast back to a campus uh, location next year, Louisiana Tech, followed by the Pete and then Rice University. Uh, Coach, first of all, thanks as always for your time. You're quite welcome. You know, when we last talked, we we kind of threw this subject out there toward the end of the interview, and and you were very astute in saying that you knew there were some other bids uh, in uh, were you surprised in, in any way by the news yesterday? Uh, you know, I guess a little bit, but but not really. Uh, I knew uh, three weeks ago in a uh, in a conference, head coaches conference call, that it was communicated to us that there were three campuses that had had bids in for the tournament, as well as three neutral sites, and that was the uh, that was the the last I'd really been hold of any of it so uh you know i i i kind of i knew us and rice for sure i wasn't for sure about la tech if they were the ones that were in it i really didn't know who the third one was but you know given the news yesterday uh certainly happy for uh louisiana tech and uh being able to uh, to host a tournament in the first year of their new stadium uh as, as you know coach burrs and i are really close and uh so uh, you know, happy for him, but more happy for the fans of Southern Miss that it returns to Pete Taylor Park in 22. Well, no question about that. Coach, from a, from a perspective of, of being a head coach and looking at postseason play, are you more of a fan of, of having postseason play at a neutral location or having it on a on a participant's campus? Well, I'm really – I'm, I really like being at a uh, participant's campus if that campus draws fans. You know, I think that's what's been so unique, Bob, with Southern Miss uh, having hosted it in the, what was it, 15, 16, 17, or 14, 15, 16, mm-hmm. and then uh, Biloxi uh, the, the, the next three years. Both of those kind of seem like campuses. To me, right. you know, I mean, in all honesty, even though the last three years have been at a neutral site, Biloxi, it sure didn't seem neutral whenever Southern Miss played when, <laughs> when we flooded the stands with black and gold. So uh, certainly if it's in the state of Mississippi, I have no problem whether it's on a campus or if it's uh, at, at, at a neutral site. We'll see when we go to another state how the, uh, the attendance is and, and the reception for that. That attendance is important, isn't it, Coach? Not only for the atmosphere, but in that in, with with a team in a program like yours, your guys are used to playing in front of fans. You're used to playing in atmosphere. I think you've told us in the past it sometimes can be difficult uh, to motivate your kids when uh, there are no fans and no atmosphere. Well, you know, I mean, that's part of the adrenaline and the rush, and what and what competition is all about is to play in front of people. You know, there's there's that little extra that you get. Uh, from uh, that, that that you don't even know is there, you know that adrenaline. Uh, there's that's the difference between practice, uh, a practice game and a real game. When there's people in the stands and when there's not, 
And, and the same can be said for any competition, whether it's regular season or, or conference tournament. I've seen some conference tournaments like the uh, the ACC when they play in Tampa, and there's nobody there. Right. There's nobody in the ACC that's from that area. And I'm like, why would you why would you go to a venue where none of your fans can go to? Mm-hmm. And so I don't I don't like that when that happens. You know, there were talk at one time about us. Uh, Memphis was a possible host. Um, there was a uh, a, a minor league complex in Florida was going to be a host. And I'm like, there's nobody going to be at these places. Right. Why do we want to go there and give these student athletes no kind of no kind of experience that we're all wanting at this level? So. Uh, you know, I think I think it'll be good at Louisiana Tech. Certainly, uh, you know that's a great scenario. That's about as good a scenario for Southern Miss fans as you get being at another uh, another uh, campus. All right. I mean, we've all been to we've all been to Houston. We've all been to Rice when they hosted. We've all been to East Carolina, and it's tough to get to those places. The Ruston being three hours away certainly gives our our fans an opportunity to travel over there without being out a lot. All right, look. Let's look back the last couple of years, Coach. I know the the largest crowd in the in the history of a conference USA baseball game was played in Biloxi. I think that was two years ago. Five thousand plus fans at the championship game. Last year's championship game, huge crowd as well. Having done some work, uh, you know, media work with the uh, people that put the tournament on, I, I think that it was a financial success uh, for Conference USA, but. Was there unhappiness with it being their long-term coach? I mean, was it a matter, you think, of of perhaps other schools feeling that it was too much of an advantage for USM? Oh, I think so. I mean, and if you look, uh, you know, if we hadn't won or been to the championship game uh, in each of those years, then probably there wouldn't have been any kind of uh, any kind of a threat for those guys thinking, you know, that, hey, it's, uh, it's not a home field advantage for Southern Miss. So, Certainly, uh, we didn't plan it that way. I mean, we prepared whether we'll prepare, you know, no different at any other place. Uh, it just so happened that it was in South Mississippi where people love baseball. And, right. and fortunately, they love Southern Miss baseball. Right. And so, you know, I think that, yes, I think that some of the coaches were ready for, for a change. They just felt like that, hey, you can't beat Southern Miss at, at this place. And, uh, you know. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. You got to show up and play. I know that from my from my chair, I don't look at it that way. I look at it, hey, you better show up and play. It doesn't matter where you are, and uh, you got to block all that stuff out and, and play the game to win the game. Right. Well, I guess the positive news will be uh, after next year, there will be a year that it's back at the Pete, and uh, certainly, certainly that'll be an advantage for Southern Miss. But the truth of the matter is, Coach, really, I think. Uh, is it fair to say the team had just as much success in Biloxi at a neutral site as as the team has had on its home field when conference tournaments were here? Yeah, pretty much. You know, I think it's it's you know pretty pretty close. Uh, I would say I don't re- I honestly don't remember where we were in fourteen and fifteen. How we ended up in the in tournament. I know in fifteen, um, I think FIU won it. Right. That year, them and UAB, the seventh and eighth seed, were playing, and right. we really felt like we should have been in in fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, one of the three I do remember in fifteen, us, 
FAU or Rice needed to win that tournament, and none of us did. And the only three te- to, to make three teams go in, or to give us a chance to go in without without winning it, and uh, and that's exactly what happened. FIU got the automatic bid by winning, and then uh, Rice and and FAU both got at larges that year. So. Mm-hmm. So it's safe to say that maybe there were just some coaches that were tired of going to the Gulf Coast and and uh, you know watching the five thousand Southern Miss fans show up every time your team was on the field. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think so. And then you know, we also uh, what I've been told is is that the Southern League could not block those dates off for future tournaments. Right. Right. So that was. I mean, if they can't block the dates off, then certainly that's no guarantee that you can have it there. So you got to move on. Right. And that becomes no option uh, when that's the case, uh, from what I've been told. Now, I know you are very good friends with the uh, head coach at Louisiana Tech. Uh, you got to feel pretty good for him getting this new facility. We just talked to a reporter over in Monroe. Not going to be as big as Pete Taylor Park, apparently, but uh, apparently very state-of-the-art, and, and that's got to be a good thing for your buddy. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, anytime. And a good – and a good thing for our league. Right, for the league, the right. More, the more we continue to progress in our facilities, you know, Marshall's supposed to be getting a new facility up there, uh, you know, the renovations that we've recently done. You know, if you if you want to stay up with the times, and, and which we have to, you know, we've always talked about, uh, you know, how facilities uh, across the country, there's millions and millions of dollars being poured in them. And if you don't, if you don't stay up with it, you're going to get left behind. So, and that's not only as a program, as an individual, but also as a league. You've got to keep up there with them. And, uh, you know, so I'm happy for Louisiana Tech. I'm happy for uh, Conference USA that that venue is, uh, is being built. And it'll be, it'll be a nice place for us to come and play. So I guess next year we just take our championship run on the road, Coach. We're going to have to. Yes, sir. It sounds like it. <laughs> All right, Coach. As always, we appreciate uh, your time. Always good to hear from you, and uh, hope you stay safe and good, Coach. Likewise. Thank you, Bob. All right, Coach Scott Berry, everybody, head baseball coach, University of Southern Mississippi's top 20 baseball program. So the Conference USA Tournament in Ruston, Louisiana next year, the Pete, the year after that, Houston, Texas or Houston, as some people might say, the year after that. Kelly Sanders next. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us this afternoon. I want to thank uh, head baseball coach Scott Berry, as always, for joining us. Uh, such a great guy. Corey Diaz for the Monroe News Star. Thank him for his time as well. This segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. We're so happy to tell you that you can go back there now and enjoy those delicious lunches uh, five days a week, the great uh, poor boy sandwiches that they sell. Uh, all the cold adult beverages, uh, iced tea, pool darts, memorabilia. 
It's been so long, Kelly Center, I can't remember how much those lunches were, but I'll bet you know. Bob, and that's the, that's the thing. You know, usually think prices go up over time. It's been eight ninety five for as long as I can remember, and they still are. Mm, mm. And that includes your drink. That's the drink. That's everything, right? Yeah, it is. That's even the socializing and what have you that you can do. And I think today is either grilled, blackened, or fried pork chops. Mm. With uh, anyway, you can follow them on on Facebook, and it'll have the menu every day. Yeah, I'll, and you can still do you can still do the drive up thing if you want drive through thing if you want to, but now you actually get to commune with people. Yeah, you know, you know we maybe we ought to strap up one day with mask and hazmat suits and uh, and all of that stuff to satisfy all the powers to be and go do another remote at Four Street Bar and Grill in our hazmat suits. Oh, gee, don't twist my arm, Bob. Don't, <laughs> don't twist my arm. You were lucky actually to get a hold of me today. I've, I've been on the phone on the other line with the bank about that loan. Yeah, well, what are you what are you doing, Kelly? What are you going to do? I'm going to turn them down. I think. Are you going to turn them down? <laughs> you just you're just not in the mood. That that's the difference. That that you know we talk about the differences living in Cane Break and other neighborhoods. That's one right. People that live in Cane Break actually loan money to the bank, as, as well, opposed to reversed. I don't mean to brag. Well, yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> But at any rate, boy, we got some, we got all this breaking news. Conference, US, Conference USA is you know they're going to throw you out, right? Yeah, you're they're right. going to be rioting around your house. <laughs> man, we we, uh, we kind of joke about Conference USA sitting on its stuff, doing not doing anything, but they've been busy no. the last couple of days, haven't they? That's correct, and uh, we're t- obviously talking about the baseball tournament. So I'm gonna, I'm going to throw a couple questions at you because you always analyze these things very well. Uh, Thank you. A conference that struggles financially, a conference that's uh, in the middle of COVID nineteen. So we've we've talked ad nauseum about right. the economic problems that it causes. Do you find the timing odd that this would be the time they would move a postseason event from what has been the most financially successful venue in the conference's history, that being the baseball tournament uh, on the Mississippi Gulf Coast? I understand the question, Bob, but I think, you know, and Coach Barry talked a little bit about, you know, the other schools might, might have a little bee in their bonnet over, you know, something that they perceive to be a home field uh, advantage for Southern Miss. And I'm sure, you know, the conference's answer, if we talked to one of the conference officials, would say, well, we work for the schools. You know, it's it's not just about what we want to do, but, but the members have a say. And it, when, when the news broke yesterday, when Luke Johnson so um, ably broke that news yesterday here on the show, it didn't surprise me at all because of what um, Louisiana Tech had been through with, you know, the Love Shack, as they call it over there, Love Field, um, was totally decimated by that uh, tornado. So, and, and there's ample precedence, you know, to, to where schools who have been hit especially hard in that type of uh, situation kind of kind of get a a crumb or a bone, if you will, at once once everything is up and running again. So, I, and and you know what? That probably would have been my vote. Is you know, um, is to let Louisiana Tech host it if they if they want to host it. And uh, but then, but once you host it, you got to perform. Mm-hmm. You know, and and if people don't show up, I mean, then 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 the conference then would have the power to say, look, we gave it to you and nobody came. 
So right. we, we, we just can't afford to do that anymore. Right. Well, they actually, they, they've set it for three years straight. They're going to have it at Tech. Then they're going to have it in 2022 here in Hattiesburg. We right. know that'll be successful. 2023 at Rice, where it's been, where it was anything but successful from an attendance standpoint. And that, that's when Wayne Graham was coaching. Yeah, I was going to say, and, and the team hasn't really even been nearly as strong as, right. as they had when Coach Graham was there. So, but there, there you're going back to the Houston television market again, and I really don't know necessarily what TV markets have to do in you know conference baseball tournaments. Right. Um, but Houston is, is pretty accessible, obviously by air on anything like that, and they have been they have been a kingpin for a long time. And, and in all fairness, when you look at all the years, Bob, from 2000 on, the Eagles we, we've been pretty lucky as far as hosting the tournaments. And again, but but the fan base has done a good job at supporting it. Correct. You know, so it, but it wouldn't surprise me if they, if they maybe go, you know, if you could expand that calendar, if they go Southern Miss in some form or fashion every other year. Mm-hmm. You know, because if it's not broken, don't fix it. But you do have other people that you have to make happy. Correct. Correct. So, you know, and honestly, I, I probably would have voted to, to if myself I had a vote, I'd probably say, yeah, let's, let's go to Louisiana Tech. All right, yeah. Coach Barry indicated, too, that he didn't think there was any question. There was just some unhappiness among other coaches about continuing to go to the Biloxi because they felt like it was such a big advantage for Southern Miss. Is is that a fair criticism on their part, that it was a home field advantage for you, I assume? Uh, 30 years ago, Bob, it might have been. But now it's kind of, that's kind of the snowflake mentality. That's not fair. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's not fair. They get... Well, you know how you get home field advantage? And it's the same way in, in college football. You know why Alabama gets to play, you know, eight home games a year? It's because people come and show up and they support the program and they pay the bills. Right. You know, and how many times on this program have we talked about money walks, or money right. talks, rather, and you know what walks. Right. And so if you, want, if you want to host it, first of all, improve your teams. Correct. Make your make your teams better to where your fan base will want to come out and support them. Correct. You know, and second of all, once you do get to host the tournament, make sure the community supports it. Correct. You know, we we get criticized at Southern Miss a lot, you know, about about you know people kind of make fun of football crowds and things like that. But there's nobody can say anything about the support of baseball. It, well, it's one right. of the it's one of the tops in the country. You know, as, as far as average attendance, and it reflects on the field. There's a good product on the field. There's you know very strong support uh, in the stands, and it should be rewarded. So these other coaches that are upset that Southern Miss Southern Miss gets the host all the time, well, you know, make your team better. Get get to the top of the league to where then you can you can swing a bigger stick. Right, and improve your team, improve your facilities. And right. improve the interest in your program in your own community, and then come complain about Southern Miss getting it too much. I agree, and that's just one of the things the conference has been dealing with. Of course, it was also announced that as a cost-cutting measure, in a lot of the postseason tournaments, they're they're going to normally a lot of these postseason tournaments for these sports include all the teams from the conference. Well, they have now narrowed that down a little further. They're going to only eight teams. Only eight teams are going to be participating in postseason tournaments uh, from here on out as a way for schools to cut down on on expenditures of travel. It won't cost the, the conference as much to put on these tournaments. So now the regular season does mean much more. I, I personally like this move. I have always liked smaller fields for postseason tournaments because 
by having by letting everybody go to the postseason tournament, statistically they get waxed in the first. You know, the weaker teams get waxed in the first round of the tournament. And second of all, it cheapens the regular season if you let everybody go. You know, so this is going to save the conference money. But I also like it just from a competition standpoint. The regular season now means something. You've got to win in the regular season to qualify to even get to go. So, and I think this is something that will stay even four or five years down the road when schools improve financially after we get over this COVID mess. I think that's something that will probably stay, and I think it needs to. Teams that are no good have no business being in postseason tournaments. No, I, I mean I that's agree. what the regular season's for. You know, we had that discussion earlier this week or last week about about bowl games when. You know, right. a couple of years ago, you had literally had teams with five and seven records going to bowl games, uh, and you're right. You see teams in postseason play that really have no business being there, and it's sort of that participation trophy mentality that you just referenced. It, it is, and, and I mean that's and, and a lot of those coaches secretly, if you ask them, you know, about going to these postseason tournaments, a lot of these coaches will say, "We have no business playing any more of this sport this year." We are lousy. The kids don't deserve it. We, you know, we, we haven't played up to our best. It's a waste of time for the other teams. You know, you're, you're putting more miles on, on the good teams players who would, you know, would just as soon rest up and, and play teams more their caliber. Um, and I know everybody loves the Cinderella story, the last place team beating the first place team, but it rarely, I mean rarely, happens. So, so why spend the money? You know, look at the numbers. And that'll tell you. And again, now, even to get to postseason, you got to win during the regular season. Right. So let's strap it up and get it on. Last question about the baseball tournament, just a few seconds. Do you, do you think Louisiana Tech will support it? Yes. I do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if it's not going to be at Southern Miss, I think that would be your best alternative. You know, from yeah, the perspective of a Southern Miss guy. Yeah, and Monroe's not far away. You know, right. they'll, they'll support it. And I think. Um, you know, Shreveport will to a degree. And, of course, we'll be there. All the Southern Miss fans will be there. There we go. All right. Kelly's going to be here as well on the other side of the break. Uh, more with Kelly Center. Last segment of the Eagle Hour coming up next. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by our good friends at Toyota of Hattiesburg. Great vehicles, cars, trucks, SUVs, new, pre-owned, great service, wonderful facility. Can't beat a Toyota, Kelly Sander. You've got one. They just The only thing Toyotas do is they just drive forever without having any mechanical problems yeah and i know i know a couple a couple of buddies that i've got uh took their their stimulus money uh <laughs> those of you that get it right um they uh they took their stimulus checks and and you know put it toward a toward a vehicle i mean other than your house your vehicle is the biggest uh, investment you're going to make so you better make right. sure 
you're spending money a good way. Hey, real quick, Kelly, is there is there an address or email you can give uh, listeners that may want to apply for a, for a loan? <laughs> well, for me, you have to go to the just just go to the banks like normal people do, and then, yeah, yeah, you know, okay. They, they can, you know, get in touch with, but like I said, this, I, I think I'm going to turn this latest one down, you know, but, I'm, I'm, enough is enough. It serves them right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now they know how it feels. Exactly. Right, That's exactly yeah. right. Now they know how I feel when I yeah. apply for a loan. Yeah. There you go. All yeah, right, Kelly, what's in the news? Major League Baseball, uh, the players and the owners still going back and forth. It's encouraging that the two sides are, are talking uh, now. It's interesting because the players put on the on the proposal table a 114 game season, which we talked about yesterday, and uh, now the owners have countered with a 60 game season, just 60 games with uh, prorated uh, player salaries uh, to go along with that 60 game season, to where it wouldn't uh, you know it really wouldn't kill the players you know physically to pay, play 114 games and like you know, 120 days. It was just uh, almost ridiculous, the schedule that they put out. Right. But, uh, but both sides, the one thing that both sides are in agreement to is that they've got to get going by July 15th or uh, they can pretty much, you know, kiss the season goodbye. And then the ramifications of not having a season, because, what, you know, it, both sides agree they've got to play ball at some level because – you know, privately, what they'll say is, is if we don't play at all this year, people are good, fans are going to look back and say, you know what, I really didn't miss it that much. Yeah. You know, now you and I, I don't think, have. I don't think I'm gonna feel that way. I mean. No, no, we, you know, we, we wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. But the, but again, some of the younger people, uh, the entertainment dollar, there's a lot of a lot of com- competition for that entertainment dollar, and if uh, and if baseball, which had been a habit becomes a broken habit, then it's going to be tougher and tougher to get those fans back. Mm-hmm. So both sides are agreeing that they've, they've got to put something together. But again, July 15th is kind of their date of, of we've got to get moving. But the players are starting to whip themselves back into shape. And uh, I think the players think that there is going to be some type of competition and some schedule to whatever degree. And, man, I really think from a, the psyche standpoint of this country, Bob, and I don't know what it is about baseball in particular, it is our, our pastime. But once you get baseball players at the highest level on the field, I think that's a, if you'll pardon the phrase, a whole new ball game. No, that's right. Uh, are the continuing talks, though, to, uh, to play all the games in Texas and Florida, or are they now beginning to talk about playing in, in their individual stadiums? Yeah, it is interesting because originally that was what was, uh, what was being talked about. And, of course, Florida, the state of Florida, says they're wide open for business in any way, shape, or form. But the teams are talking about uh, about even if, even if it means scaled back crowds that they want to play on their home fields, which is again problematic if you're a team that's way north of the Mason Dixon line, you know Boston, New York, Toronto. If you're taking the season on into November and December, um, wow, you know, and then uh, then essentially you take a break for about a month and turn right back around and prepare for 2021. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another reason why the players you know, would like a 60-game season to where teams that are located in, um, you know, in colder climates wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be at a huge disadvantage by having to play in really cold weather. So it does look like baseball is going to happen in some way, shape, or form, but this shapeless ball of clay 
is slowly starting to take form. But no minor league baseball, correct? We're, we're talking major league baseball. That's correct, major league baseball. So no minor league ball at all on the table for this year? It doesn't look like it. Now, there's college leagues, collegiate leagues, including the Deep South League in, in Mississippi there. They're uh, already putting their teams together and, and start, start playing, but these are like college leagues, you know, players that would be playing summer ball anyway, yeah. you know, that, that play for different colleges. So th- that's not part of the minor leagues, but it is letting the college players uh, stay as fresh as they can. All right, about 30 seconds left. Has your opinion at all changed? Has anything, any anybody you talked to in the last couple of weeks changed your opinion, your pessimism, I should say, about high school football being played? No, Bob, in fact, I'm glad you brought that up. I actually talked to two coaches, one from the Mississippi Gulf Coast yesterday and one from the Hattiesburg area, and both of them said they did start workouts yesterday. And I asked him point blank that exact question. I said, do you or do you not think there will be high school football this fall? And they both just kind of shrugged their shoulder, shoulders and said, I just don't know. We're planning, we're planning for it, but we just don't know. So right now, the, the the clay mold is still not totally distinguishable, is it? Not 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 for the high schools even. No, no and I, and again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they're because that's communities take pride in their high school football right. teams. You know. All right, we'll be putting Kelly's email and phone number on our website later today for loan applications. You can address them to Kelly J. Santer. And include your credit score, please. Exactly. And until tomorrow, until you get that app in, Southern Miss. <laughs> to the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.